I would like to talk to you just for a few moments from the subject, the benediction. The benediction. The, the word benediction was most commonly used in the 1800s. It comes from two Latin root words, bene, meaning well, and diction, meaning to speak. It means to speak well of. Some of our church tradition closed the service with a benediction. This is what we do at the end of the service, which is speaking well of God and the people of God. It is a blessing spoken over God's people. Many of the epistles in the New Testament end with a benediction. The main theme in, this, in these benedictions is a prayer that God's people will be blessed with peace. Ephesians 6 and 23 says, Peace be to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23 says, May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Romans 15 and 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And Romans 15 and 33, may the God of peace be with you all. Amen. So on the last day of this year, I want to leave you with a benediction, a blessing for the year ahead, a prayer for peace. I'm going to take this benediction from the end of 2 Thessalonians 3 and 16. And this was Paul's benediction to the believers in Thessalonica. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you. Be with you all. And that's my benediction for you today. Now understand, during that time, Thessalonica was the capital city of Macedonia. The population was around 200,000 people. It was a big city in that day. It was a political and commercial center. Paul was talking to the believers there had been ongoing pressure and persecution against believers. The believers who were left in Thessalonica were experiencing hostility against their faith. Hostility for both Jews and Gentiles who wanted to get rid of the Christians. These believers needed comfort. They needed encouragement, and they needed strength to keep pressing on. Paul could not be there with them, but he could pray for them. Between 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, there are six benedictions. This little group of believers especially needed these blessings of prayers. 
prayers for them to be blessed. And this is the final one of those six benedictions at the end of 2 Thessalonians, our scripture text, which is now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. A different translation says it this way. May the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance. So what is this peace? The Lord is peace. Jehovah Shalom. Peace, wholeness, safety, well-being, absence of agitation or discord. That's the peace word. Prosperity, joy, safety, tranquility, rest, harmony. It's all that we need. There are two types of peace that Jesus brings. One is peace with God. John 14 and 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus contrasts worldly peace with God's peace. Now the peace the world gives is the cessation of war and an end to hostilities. It's calling for peace pacts, peace accords, peace agreements. But unfortunately, they are all short-lived. No place is safe from conflict. It's tragic to hear people wanting to move to all these different places, trying to find peace and safety. The only problem is that they're looking for peace in all the wrong places. And then when tragedy strikes, which is inevitable, they get discouraged and depressed. Jesus, however, brings peace, but not in a way many want or expect. Right now, he doesn't bring peace to this world. Rather, he brings peace. Peace with God, which is far more important. This is because he came first to rule over our hearts as the prince of peace. When he returns, however, he will bring a true and lasting peace to this world. And that's because he'll be ruling over the world as king. There is no real peace outside a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, which is what the Apostle Paul says to the church in Rome. For in Romans 5 and 1, he says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There are some who claim they've made their own peace with God, but that is not possible. 
because the power to attain such peace does not reside within them. Peace is only available through Jesus Christ. Only he can bring us peace with God. To the church in Colossians, Paul says, For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. And this is what was exactly what the prophet Isaiah foretold of the coming Messiah, Jesus. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. The second type of peace Jesus brings is Peace of God. He is the source of true peace. Until we reach heaven, there are some things we'll never quite know or understand. Paul says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Our vision of things is not as clear as we may think or like. We're not going to know the whys and the wherefores we so desperately long for. Further, there are things that will bring pain, grief, and sorrow that we're not prepared for. But God's peace is our knowing that God is sovereign and in control. Paul's letter to the church in Philippi says it best. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. And if anyone wants to read that at home, it's Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Notice that this peace is beyond our understanding. That is, it transcends all human wisdom and knowledge. You might say that it is unimaginable peace. And that's because our limited intellect will never be able to figure out the limitless and infinite peace of God. It's the peace of God that anchors our souls and keep us safe from the storms that continue to assail us as our world crumbles around us. Our problem is that we try to control the situation. 
I know I often find myself trying to control the situation. (laughs) We all try to fix our problems. And the Bible says, cast all your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. Like, yeah, I'm I'm going to cast this on the Lord. Lord, I need you to work it out. And then I'm on the phone. Hey, do you know how to do such and such? I need to... Right? We try to fix it ourselves. Even our destinies. Rather than having peace and knowing that God is in control. It's hard. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's not. It's hard. Your mind is saying, God, I know you got this. Your heart is saying, God, let me put that other way. Your heart is saying, God, I know you got this. And your mind is like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I'm worried about it. I need to fix this. But your heart is saying, God has it. Just accept the peace of God. Relax. God has it under control. And it's hard for us to give up that control. Because we want to fix it. You know, I like things done now. I need it fixed. I want it fixed now. I want it to work out. I don't like to wait. But the Bible says, wait patiently for the Lord. God's got this. That's right. God's got this. We have to learn how to be patient. And if you say, Lord, teach me how to be patient. Oh, he will teach you how to be patient. Right? (laughs) But going back to our truism, that The reason why we have no peace in the world is because we have little depth in our knowledge of God and God's word. As I preached a couple of Sundays ago, no God, no peace. No God, no peace. If we feel like we're in a storm, Jesus can bring peace. And stillness to our lives, just as he brought peace and stillness to the seas when he said, peace, be still. And the winds and the waves ceased and there was calm. So I want you to remember, in the midst of fearful, overwhelming circumstances, the Lord is shalom. The Lord of peace. The Lord of peace himself. He will give you peace in your heart today, tomorrow, next week, next month, and all throughout the year ahead. 
For he is the author of peace. He is the source of peace. And so Paul says at the end of this benediction, the Lord be with you all. And like Paul, I would like to end my benediction to you all. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. I pray for my brothers and sisters who are here today. Coming into this new year, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May his grace and his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift you up in his countenance and give you peace. Amen.